0: Hello and welcome to the 4th Big Finish Podcast of May 2011. I'm Nick Briggs and once again I'm alone in this podcast. But how can I be alone? When I've got the Eighth Doctor and four potential companions for company. Yes, as we announced in the previous podcast, this is your chance to catch up with and be teased by the final season of adventures of the Eighth Doctor and Lucy, Paul McGann and Sheridan Smith. In case you are, as they say, right out of the loop, it all started four seasons ago.
1: Lucy Miller.
2: Lucy Miller?
1: Yeah, that's my name. You asked. I'm telling you. And that's it? You want my middle names as well? What? Uh, Have you got any? That's for me to know and you to find out.
2: Really? Look, just who the hell are you? I just told you. And what are you doing in my ship?
1: I'm not sure. I like your attitude much. What? You heard. Red Rocket Rising. Funny name for a planet.
2: I've heard funnier.
1: Go on, then. Make us laugh.
2: But there's not much to laugh about here, Lucy. From the looks of it, this world has suffered an asteroid strike.
3: And Someone's th- out there, somewhere, trying to get through. The
0: inhabitants of human planet, Red Rocket rising! You were right, Asha.
4: You were right! Yes. We have received your distress signal. We have a fleet of ships in the vicinity of your solar system with capacity for approximately 10,000 refugees. We wish to help you.
5: I've seen the old records. The stories about this sector of space dating back to the days of the pioneers. We've forgotten so much. We
2: felt safe here in our quiet corner of the universe. (laughs) is there at their birth. I fought against them in countless wars, seen their legacy in the burial pits of a hundred worlds. Now that's
1: what I call a spaceship. (gasps) Proper saucer shape and everything. The Doctor is
6: an enemy of the Daleks. You are an ally of the Daleks. It is your duty to surrender the Doctor to us. You have asked for help. In return, we expect your cooperation.
0: So, Lucy and the Doctor were flung together and embarked on adventure after adventure. Now, if you haven't even caught up with that, you would better get straight onto our website, BigFinish.com. Yes, BigFinish.com and start ordering. The Doctor and Lucy met up in Blood of the Daleks and then, well, some of this sort of stuff happened.
1: I don't think I'm gonna throw up
2: Oh Yeah, sorry about that. But we just went through a little time eddy in the vortex.
1: <sighs> whatever it was, it's made me car sick. Or TARDIS sick or whatever. Somewhere
6: deep inside, tush, yeah, yell yeah, excessor help them. And I heard yeah, yell. Yeah.
2: You know me, I can't even find Blackpool in a TARDIS.
6: Wow! Look at the sky,
1: it's oh, stand back now. It is beginning.
2: It's Every emperor, every pharaoh dreamed of. But
1: hello,
6: hello!
4: Thank you all for coming. You know how much it means to us.
6: A funny thing happened on the way to the garden party. You're right there, Gordon.
2: That's just déjà vu, isn't it? Thank you all for coming. You've materialized us inside a time loop.
0: Thank you all for coming. <laughs>
2: forcing
5: my hand, Doctor. Your journey ends here, time traveller. Lucy, you made me remember.
6: Close your eyes, Lucy. Where are you,
5: Lucy? You made me remember.
2: Give me your time. Lucy! Hello. Lucy? (laughs) It's him! Uh, uh, uh,
1: He's been fighting
2: the Cyberman. And by trying to sabotage him, I've accidentally gone and helped them. You helped us. Oh, don't mention it. So, are you going to let me go? No. i oh, go on. They were human once, but now they're cyborgs, more machine than
1: man. And they're not nice then. Not
2: remotely. We need raw material to convert into cyborgs. Hope it's going to help them invade the earth. Tell us what the device is. You'll have to kill me, I'm afraid. Destroy him. Woohoo! Take my hand. According to my readings, we're now travelling at 67 kilometres an hour.
1: You really are a train spotter. I bet you've got a little notebook and I bet you lick the pencil before you're writing it.
2: I can understand
5: your confusion, but it is bigger on the inside than the outside. (laughs) How did you get in here? I understand you have something to sell as a matter
7: of
2: urgency.
3: Oh, Lucy, uh, fancy seeing you here. I am Elizabeth
7: of Bohemia, a terribly important aristocrat.
2: Is this your first journey on the
4: electric railway? Time was nobody stole from his majesty. Try to assassinate him, yes,
2: but steal. Oh, nonsense! not with a top speed of 65 kilometres an hour. It'll take about 15 minutes to accelerate to that.
1: Golly, uh, it's small, you say? <laughs>
2: THE DIAMOND You have to admit, this is the way to travel. He always did inspire such peculiar loyalty. Morbius is dead. We all know that, right? Please. Oh, beg away. do you think I'm actually going to take any notice? He was executed by the Time Lords. Yeah,
3: and when have the Time Lords ever done anything for us?
2: That lunatic Solon somehow managed to keep hold of his brain, but I could have stopped him. No power in the universe can bring him back. And what would you know of Morbius. It's the stellar manipulator. It's ripping the heart out of the TARDIS. Come on, we're going to make it. Think positive. Well, I'm all out of ideas, so positive thought is just about all I've got left.
0: And I might add that if you haven't yet heard any of the Eighth Doctor and Lucy adventures, you're heading right into the worst spoiler territory possible. Because by the time you get to the fourth season, this happens at the end of the first story, Death in Blackpool.
2: I thought I'd find you here.
1: Can't go home, could I? I'm already there.
2: Can I sit down?
1: It's a big beach, plenty of space. Oh, go on. I don't want to talk though. No. I know I shouldn't have left, but I thought I'd better. They wanted to know who I was so they could call my folks.
2: Yes. You cold?
1: Yeah, it's a surgical gown. There's a bit of a draft up the back.
2: Yeah, my coat. But no
1: fear. People know me round here. Won't be seen dead dressed like some...
2: Like some ponce. You said it, pal. Look, I realize I should have told you. We both should. Too late now. Yes. I know it's complicated. Too right. She loved you very much.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: There's something. Look
1: a handbag. Take it. No.
2: There's a card inside. It's for you.
1: Maybe later. I don't know. <laughs> What will you do? Can't go home. Not till the summer, once I've left. Yes. Maybe hitch a ride in a lorry. Bum round Europe, something. Hitch? I'll be careful.
2: No, it's just...
1: Ooh, what the hell's that?
2: A parabolic diverter. It's a sort of space thumb. I left it ticking over, you see, at Bramlington. Handy for you. For me? You would. You don't mean that.
1: You lied to me.
2: I know, but... Oh,
1: I know you would have had a shed load of good reasons. I'm not saying you I don't know, a bad person. It's just...
2: Just... just what?
1: Everything's changed.
2: Lucy, I was wrong. I should have told no,
1: you... No, I'll never be able to trust you again. Properly, like... But people are
2: fallible. Not you, though. Not you. Yes, me, Lucy. Me no superhero, you know. I don't have x-ray eyes. I can't leap tall buildings with a single bound. But you
1: travel in time and space. You've got two hearts. You live in a magic box that's bigger on the inside. You know all about stuff near the doctor. You're brilliant and it was great. I mean, really bleeding great and and, well, that's how I want to remember it. That's how I want to remember you.
2: So I'm just a memory now.
1: The best memory I've got. Yeah. I remember the doctor. He was great. He had a great time. An amazing time. Then one night he just disappeared in his magic box. Just disappeared. And I'll never forget him.
0: Never. And that sort of brings us right up to date, well almost, we're about to present for you the first episode of Situation Vacant, which came right after Death in Blackpool. Before the episode begins, I just want to let you know that afterwards there'll be some behind-the-scenes interviews and trailers for the stories which follow Situation Vacant. Uh, I'll shut up now, here's the episode.
3: and the chance to travel in time and space would be like a dream come true to me. Getting out into the universe and helping people would just be a... Uh,
5: Hugh Bainbridge. Hello. And, uh, this whole idea just sounds smashing. Um, I know how to handle myself. I went to the school of hard knocks. Actually, I went to Harrow. But,
0: you know...
7: My name's Juliette Walsh, I've been looking for a new challenge for a while and I feel I've got certain qualities which only someone like you would fully appreciate. I really think I could offer a lot in terms of initiative, teamwork and thinking outside the box.
4: (coughs) I'm uh, Theo Lawson and I'd like to join you because this world is just so small and limited and the people are just so narrow. I want new experiences, uh, things nobody here has ever done, or even...
7: Hello, Greenwich Kafka Hotel. No, I'm afraid we are full up at the moment. There is a conference on. Okay, thanks.
2: Can I help you? Yes, I'm here for the event in conference room three.
7: Oh yes, Dr. John Smith. That's me. Go on up, everything is ready for you.
3: In time and space seeks male or female companion with good sense of humour for adventures in the fourth and fifth dimensions. No experience necessary, no time wasters, no space wasters, please. Hmm. Any time wasters here? Only him. He's late.
4: Not by my watch, Juliet. I've got 9.58. Uh, actually, Hugh, my watch is updated via satellite from Geneva, so I think you'll find it's 10.01. Uh,
3: he's a time traveller. He can turn up on time if he wants to. You mean he's turning up late on purpose? Yeah, of course he is. He wants to build up some anticipation.
2: Ah, oh, you're all here. Good morning, I'm the Doctor. Good morning, Doctor. Morning, Doctor.
7: Morning, doctor. Morning, doctor.
2: Now, I know a lot about you all from your applications, but uh, what do you know about me? Well, we know what was in the information pack. All right, but let's recap, shall we? Um,
3: you travel in time and space?
2: You fight injustice and stuff? Uh, indeed, I fight injustice and stuff.
7: Are you an alien?
2: I am, yes. Have any of you met an alien before?
3: Oh, no, never.
5: Um, actually, my ex turned out to be a Martian. Sort of the reason we broke up. Huh? Huh? Joke?
7: I was abducted years ago. Loss of time, loss of memory, the lot. <laughs>
4: yeah, chinny, wreck I'm not
7: angling for sympathy, Hugh, I'm just saying how it was.
4: I've met people on the internet who say they're aliens, but then you ask them to prove it and they go, how dare you doubt me, and go off in a half.
2: Well, nobody's yet mentioned the fact that's most relevant to you. Which is that I don't generally travel alone. Usually I have one or more companions.
3: Oh, like assistants?
2: Uh, More like friends.
3: So, what happened
7: to the last one? Couldn't they hack the pace?
2: My last one is off on travels of her own. And she set the bar pretty high for you lot. I've relied on my companions for help, advice, an alternative perspective and general camaraderie. I've relied on their skills, knowledge, bravery and sense of morality. You need to be self-motivated, as we'll often have to split up to get things done faster, but also capable of working harmoniously with me and anybody else who might join us in my TARDIS. That's my time and space machine, incidentally.
3: Oh yes, it says that in the pack.
2: What I don't want is selfishness, closed-mindedness, disloyalty. That's why I've asked you four here today, to find out which one of you has what it takes. Any questions?
6: Leonard, good morning. Ah, wonder. I thought Robert Gardner's talk was supposed to start at 10. Apparently, his laptop's been stolen, and it's got his PowerPoint on it. You're still the talk of the conference, you know, after your demonstration yesterday. Oh, it'll die down. Tough luck about the Chesterton Award last night. Well, oh, I seem to be the only one who didn't think I was a shoe in to win it. <laughs> well, I did. And even if they didn't want to give it to you, why give it to Owen Stanford and his team? That project is squarely based on a paper you published five years ago. That's just the nature of the field. I've still got two days here to sell a piece of my own project. Still, I'm meeting up with a potential investor right after this. Uh, Lena, dear, you're not wearing any shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I, t- I took them off last night, and now they've vanished. I'm going to have to go in my socks. Oh, well, the absent-minded professor thing often works. Does it? Hey, have you seen Julia? Julia who? Julia Dorney from Cambridge. Cybernetics. You met her on Thursday night. Oh, uh, No, I haven't seen her since uh, last night, I think. Hmm, me neither. Thought she might be here. Oh, looks like they're ready to start. I'm going to go and look for Julia.
2: Now, does anyone have a copy of the agenda for today? Don't you? I'm a busy man. I have people to do those things for me.
3: Oh, there's one here. Thank
2: you. Okay, this only has the agenda for the morning session. Is everyone's the same? Yes. Yes. Oh, well. Right, morning task. This hotel is currently playing host to a conference attended by top research scientists from Britain and around the world. Nobody has realised yet, but some of them have been going missing. And it's up to you to find out what's happening.
3: Hmm. Uh, Doctor? Yes? So, is this something you've set up? You know, like a training exercise with actors, etc. Or is it, you know, for real?
2: I'll leave that for you to work out. Now... I'm going to split you into two teams of two. Juliet and Hugh, you're together. Asher and Theo, you're Oh, I don't
4: want to work with her. Can't we choose? Does it matter? (laughs) Offered a good start there, Theo. But it's not fair. Me and Asher are the younger ones, and you've put the two old ones together.
7: Oh, thanks. What
4: difference does that make? They've got more experience and authority.
7: Oh, that's true. Um, My professional credentials are impeccable.
4: Some people won't listen to a couple of kids.
7: Oi, I'm not a kid.
4: I'd rather work with Hugh. Well... Hard cheese. I'm happy working with
2: Juliet. I must admit, I... I'm not interested. Is this how you're going to react when I tell you we've got five minutes to evacuate an exploding spaceship? And ask you to help someone get the escape pods working?
7: No, 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 Doctor. doctor. Does that sort of thing
2: happen? Frequently. Now, if you've quite finished complaining, we have some missing scientists to find.
5: Right, uh, well, the girl at reception says no-one's been reported missing. Gave me a bit of a look when I asked, in fact.
7: The Doctor did say that nobody had noticed yet, Hugh.
5: Then how did he know about it?
7: He's a time traveller. He's probably been into the future and seen how it all turns out. Gosh,
5: yes. Yes, didn't think of that.
7: We need to think like he thinks. Right, this is the timetable for the conference. It might help if we knew why everyone was here and what kind of scientists they are.
5: Right. So, um... What kind of scientists are they?
7: It's a new technologies expo. Everyone here is looking for funding from venture capitalists. It's all bleeding-edge stuff.
5: Right. Oh, so someone might kidnap them to steal their ideas?
7: Yes, or to stop their projects from ever seeing the light of day. Right. There's a talk in one of the conference rooms right now. Let's go and see what sort of stuff they're pitching. Students, (laughs) Students. <laughs> Terrific.
3: Oh, hi, I'm Asha, and this is Theo. We're writing a report on the conference for our university newspaper.
4: Are you now? So, uh, who
6: are you and what are you working on? I'm Wanda Rothman, leading a team looking into a substance we believe to be an entirely new mineral. Oh, gosh. We think it has potential as a source of super-low-waste nuclear energy. I did a demonstration yesterday afternoon jaws were just dropping. I got a kick out of that. Now that's done, I can enjoy the rest of my stay. I was kind of hoping to catch up with some people, but I don't know where everybody is. You mean,
4: you mean people have been disappearing? Theo!
6: People sometimes go for meetings outside the hotel for a bit of privacy, but yeah, it's all gone kind of quiet.
4: In this example,
7: each
6: flavour
5: of quartz. One... Oh, this is really boring, Jules.
7: Juliet. And you're just saying that because you don't understand it. Yes. This is essential background to the task.
5: Will you please? Bet the other two are just getting on with it whilst we. Uh, what happened there?
7: He disappeared. One moment he was there, the next. Well, where the blue blazes did
2: he go? What are you doing? Just some routine scans. Tell me, has anybody gone missing recently in this hotel?
7: Someone else asked me that earlier on. Not that I'm aware of.
2: Let me rephrase that. Some people have gone missing. Any idea why that might have happened?
7: When you say missing, do you mean just wandering off? I
2: don't know. What's all that about? See, <laughs> I mean just like just just. By the
5: way. God.
7: Hugh, 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 come on. What are you playing at?
5: i got a picture of it on my phone. Look.
7: That's a picture of the wall.
5: Yes, well, he had disappeared by then. What's going on? Juliet?
7: Someone disappeared right in front of us. Who? Dr uh, Gardner, was that his name? He was giving a talk and he just vanished into thin air. With a sort of zip noise? No, 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 no. It, it was more of a...
2: Uh, it doesn't matter. What matters is that this makes things more difficult. Everyone knows now. You'll be contending with consternation and panic. And I need you to get a move on before the situation gets any worse. Absolutely. We're on the case. I hope so.
7: We need to get over there. Take a look at the spot where he disappeared.
5: Uh, yes.
7: Everybody out. Can we clean the area? Oh. oh there's a fire exit round the back. Come on. Oh.
6: Leonard. Come in, Wanda. Did you hear what happened? I was there. they just started taking a register to check it hasn't happened to anyone else. Checking in all the rooms. I gather a lot of beds weren't slept in last night. Well, that's par for the course at a conference. Leonard, people don't just disappear. My shoes did? No, something strange is happening here. Right. Done. Are you leaving? Yes. They're trying to keep everyone calm to avoid a stampede. But if you've got any sense, you'll get out.
2: How are you two getting on?
3: Oh, pretty well. We managed to get
4: some... I managed to get...
3: Yes. Theo managed to get into the hotel register. This column shows everyone who's accounted for, and this one shows everyone who isn't.
4: And we're finding out everything we can about them online, looking for any
2: patterns. Good.
3: You know, it's not just scientists who've disappeared. Some of the venture capitalists have gone too.
2: Focus on the scientists for now. Have you found any connections yet?
3: Oh, no, not yet. But, 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 we've only just started.
2: Right. Well, carry on.
4: Hang on. Doctor? Doctor?
3: Oh, he's gone. Why, have you found something? Yes,
4: look. The 19 missing include a team of four people who won something called the Chesterton Award last night. It's worth half a million pounds. There's a blog post about it.
3: Oh, what did they win for?
4: They're, they're software engineers. It says here it was a controversial choice. The award was widely expected to go to a Dr. Leonard Pallister. So if their whole team vanished before they could cash the check, what happens to that money?
5: Righto. This is it, Jules. Hmm? fire exit. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, 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 oh no. No, that's got my dodgy shoulder. Oh,
7: oh, old rugger injury, you know. Hugh, the door opens outwards. Oh, Uh. so? So we have to find something to force it open. Oh.
5: <laughs> Nil despers. Oh, look, uh, it wasn't locked. So, um, what are we looking for?
7: Alien technology, I reckon. Something tiny that could have caused...
5: Um, uh, uh Jules, uh...
7: What is it? It's that. Um... I, I, I don't care, let's get out of here. Oh, let right, go of my arm! No, other way, other way, into the corridor! <laughs> <sighs> What do you think you're doing
5: saving your life
7: we can't just run away this is the kind of area where the doctor will be looking for high achievement
5: oh what how well we can get ourselves hacked up by angry aliens
7: no we need to take bold smart effective action
5: well what do you suggest
7: wait for it to come out after us then jump it
5: right okay good idea And when do you think it's going to come out after us?
7: That's a good point. Mm. Oh, why isn't it chasing us?
5: Oh, Maybe it's uh, oh, teleported away.
7: Yeah, maybe. I say we rush in. If it's still there, we can take it by surprise. All right. Okay, ready? Yeah.
5: No! Oh! 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 oh, he must have been listening by the door.
7: He's unconscious. At least, I think he is. Hugh. Yeah. When we tell the Doctor about this, we can definitely put a more heroic spin on it. Ladies and gentlemen, please, we can only check out two of you at a time. So if you wouldn't mind forming an orderly queue... Yes, but... That goes for you
6: too, sir. I only wanted to know if I might borrow a pair of shoes. Checking out,
4: Doctor Pallister? Yes, I'm trying to. Sorry, you are... Uh, are you sure about this, Theo? We know what you've been up to. I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand what you're getting at. The disappearances? Dr Pallister? If that is your real name... I don't know what you're talking about. Not so fast!
3: Are you just gonna stand there, Asher? (laughs) Theo, we don't have any evidence. You're jumping to conclusions. Now now they've
6: started fighting.
3: Security,
2: please. What on earth is going on? We've seized
6: the culprit, Doctor.
2: (laughs) I don't think you have. Let go of him now.
6: Thank you. Now I'm calling the police. No, no,
4: wait, don't do that, please.
2: I don't think that's necessary. Dr. Pallister, yes? That's correct. My uh, students were making a misguided attempt to resolve the problems here. Would you mind coming with us up to conference room three? Please, I really would appreciate your input. (laughs)
0: Lift
7: your end a bit more. It's dragging on the floor.
5: (sighs) What do we do if he wakes up?
7: The quicker we go and the less time we spend asking each other questions, the less likely that is to be an issue. Well, shouldn't we cover it with a sheet or something? I mean, what if someone sees? So what? What are they going to do?
2: So you to explain to me what it was you thought Dr Pallister had done?
3: You tell him it was your theory.
4: Well... There was this big bursary award, the Chesterton, which they announced the results of last night. Right. And he was expected to win. I didn't, actually.
2: This other team won it, and now they've disappeared. So have lots of other people. You're suggesting that Dr Pallister here was responsible? Well, it
4: makes sense. He got them out of the way so he could get the funding. Then he got rid of the others to... Uh, t- to make it less obvious? Well, how exactly?
2: It's all right, Dr Pallister. I hate to pour water on your theory, Theo. But I met up with the Chesterton winners half an hour ago. Oh. They were up late, celebrating. Missed breakfast and went to eat somewhere else. Well, at least I had a theory.
7: <laughs> Doctor, you're here. Good.
2: We've only got to capture captured an alien. Yes. Yes, I can see that. Why?
7: Well, weird stuff happening, people disappearing. We found him hanging around where we saw that Dr Gardner vanish.
2: And you just assumed he's responsible? Well, yes. Did you ask him? Move aside, please. Hello, are you all right, old chap?
6: screwsy.
2: Yes, well, please accept my apologies on behalf of these two. Did they do you much harm? He says you put his back out. Oh, had you got very far with your investigations? Hmm. Rasta. Who is he? According to his badge, his name is Rafshaw. He's from the planet Tharfar. And he's a member of the Pangalactic Initiative on Dimensional Rifts. It's his job to identify and plug rogue wormholes. Good grief. Is that what's been causing the disappearances? Yes, I was coming to that conclusion myself. The presence of our friend here confirms it. You got here first. Fasha. <laughs>
7: I'm sorry, sir, as this matter is beyond the hotel's control. We can't offer you a refund. This
6: is just absurd.
7: I'm afraid it's company policy that rooms must be cancelled with 24 hours notice. You
4: can't quote company policy at me at a
7: time like... Finished. Okay. um,
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please, stay calm.
2: Sounds like another...
3: Shouldn't we evacuate the building?
2: Yes, given the nature of the threat, that seems sensible. You and Theo, get everyone out of here. Right.
5: Doctor, the the people who've already been sucked in. Is there any way we can bring them
2: back? From my readings, I don't think there is. No. Safana. What? You mean they're dead? Yes.
7: Then it's really serious. Yes,
2: it's really serious. Sorry, were you not taking it seriously before?
7: No, it's Listen, just Listen,
2: while you're taking it in, I might just try to save the day. Dr. Pallister? Yes? Our friend Rafshaw has collated this data on the wormhole activity. Yeah. It seemed to start yesterday afternoon and appears to be confined to the hotel. Did anything happen here that might have caused this? Not that I'm aware of. When did it start exactly? First it was at 342. 340. Well, I would have been at the demonstration
6: of Wanda Rothman's thing.
7: Please don't push. Form an orderly queue. Everyone, Everyone,
4: you're in terrible danger. You've got to leave the building.
7: Thanks. I think we've got that covered.
2: Hello. Wanda Rothman. Yes, who are you? Hello, I'm the Doctor. This is Juliet, Hugh, Rafshaw from the planet Safar, and Dr Pallister, who I believe you already know. Sorry to intrude.
6: Is he a real alien?
2: Bata! Focus, please. Your new miracle nuclear mineral. It's almost certainly something known as vodium. The energy associated with it has the capacity to create tiny wormholes in space-time. And that would be why people have started to disappear. Oh, Oh, good Lord. You're sure? Quite sure. But we were careful. I
6: mean, we realized it was most likely extraterrestrial, so we were really, really careful. I never saw anything like this happen.
2: How could this happen? You must have triggered some kind of tipping point. The energy is seeping out and trying to get back to where it belongs. It's in here?
6: No, it's in the hotel safe. Oh, but there's a small sample of it with one of the backers, a guy called Michael Neal. Yeah, I know him. I had a lunch meeting with him yesterday. Mm, he was supposed to meet me at breakfast this morning. He didn't show up. Mm,
2: Dr. Pallister, can you go and look for this thing in his room? Juliet, Rafshaw, sure, go with him. Right. Pack all. Wait, 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 wait. Is there any orange juice in the minibar?
6: Yeah, some little bottles.
2: Would the sample fit in this bottle? Yeah, easy. Good. Juliet? Yes. When you find the sample, put it in here. The acid will react with the volume, slow the reactions and stop new wormholes forming. <laughs> Oogster! Oh, now, the vault.
4: Hey! We didn't mean us!
7: We need to get back in! It's important! Yes, when the building's safe, you can come back and collect your luggage, but please stay outside for the time being!
6: <sighs> Coffee.
2: Excuse me? Oh no.
6: Sir, everyone is to leave. I the need my stuff from the hotel safe. You can collect your possessions no, after look, the beat. You have to listen to us, all right, you idiot!
7: There is no need for the town, sir. Ignore
2: him. I can make all this stop. And all you have to do is two things. Right. One, open the safe. Two, get us a big jug of orange juice off the conference buffet.
6: Oh, locked. Stand back. Hold my jacket, would you? In retrospect, not the wisest
7: course of action. Boys, you're all the same.
2: Screw Finta.
6: All
7: right, you try.
6: There you go. It's in the red container.
2: Could you please give me a hand with it, Hugh? Um. Uh, well, you're no safer standing there than you would be if you were touching it. So help me? Right. S- sorry, just a touch of nerves. <clears throat> oh. Okay. We need to lower it mm-hmm. carefully into the juice.
6: <gasps> Not so <gasps> fast! Just keep it steady. Sorry! You're doing fine,
2: Hugh. Do right. There, there, there. Well done. <sighs> oh. <sighs>
7: Excellent work, That's the stuff there. Pass the juice. Yes, of course. It's in my bag. Oh, oh, hang on, this is my water. Yeah, come on, quickly. Mm, oh, sorry, it needs a clear out. I don't even believe the things I've lost in here. Aha! Uh-huh. Come on, hand it over. Be- <gasps> oh, no. Marry. I had it in my hand. You saw me. I had it in my hand.
2: There you are. Where's Dr Pallister?
7: I was too slow. He vanished. There's the other piece.
2: All right, thank you. Well, I should dump these somewhere. They'll do no further harm.
7: I've still got his jacket. What should I do with it? I
2: don't think that matters to you.
7: No. Oh, sorry.
2: Just, um, just go and get some lunch. Let the others know. I'll meet you all back in the conference room in an hour. <sighs> OK. Raphshaw, come with me. I'll give you a lift home. For all.
3: What do you think he's going to decide?
4: I don't know. I'm quietly confident, actually.
7: Wouldn't that involve being quiet? Is it gone?
2: Yes. Well, it has to be said, I'm not impressed with any of you. In both groups, your logic was way off. Asher, Theo, you went looking for a villain. That was your mistake. Accidents do happen.
3: Well, it was Theo's idea. Then
2: you should have stopped him. And as for you, Juliet and Hugh, what if you'd killed Ravshaw? His help was invaluable. I'm an alien. You don't automatically assume I'm up to no good, do you? No. There's a word for that kind of attitude. One of you has to go. Hugh, I can't afford to carry someone who's going to freeze at a vital moment.
5: No, I suppose not. Which
2: is why... Juliet. Yes! I talked to Ravshaw on the way back. He told me how your hesitation caused us to lose Dr. Pallister.
7: Look, it wasn't my fault. I just No
2: excuses, Juliet. I'm afraid you're out of the running. Take your things and go.
7: <sighs> I'm sorry.
2: Right. Who left this envelope here?
3: Yeah? It was there when we got back after lunch.
2: It's got your name on it. Thank you, Hugh. I can see that. Right. Ah. What is it? The afternoon agenda. Well done on solving this morning's mystery, but there's no time to relax. Now you must come together to fight a new and deadlier menace stalking London as we speak. I'm speaking now. I don't see it. What's that? It came from the street.
3: Uh, there's lots of people running about. I don't see... Look up. Oh, my...
2: Crikey.
3: What is it? A 20-foot-tall robot, obviously.
2: I think you're fine. That is the afternoon task. Back for more.
8: and I'm the script editor of the
0: New Wave Doctor Who Adventures. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs. I'm the executive producer of the Big Finish Doctor Who range and I'm the director of Situation Vacant. Hello, I'm Barnaby Edwards. I'm the casting director of Situation Vacant and uh, the line producer of it.
8: This all started after we'd recorded Death in Blackpool. Jason, Nick... Barney and I went down to the pub Well uh, like all good ideas at Big Finish It wasn't mine Uh, And it was barely mine
5: Well we know what was in the information pack
2: All right, but let's recap shall we
8: We were just talking about uh, How sad it was to see Lucy go And you know what we could possibly do do next time Just in a very sort of Vague loose way And, And Jason said something about Well we could do a sort of companion idol kind of thing Kind of jokingly And I sort of probably looked a bit aghast
0: Jason had this idea that maybe we should do a story uh, where there are four different episodes and in each episode there's a different companion and uh, the audience should vote for their favourite companion of the four. But this was logistically, however fun that idea was, this was logistically impossible, we felt.
8: And then all the way home I was kind of thinking, you just couldn't do that. Couldn't do that, couldn't do that. Could you? And kind of then I sort of started thinking, well, you know, it's a job, it's The Apprentice, it's, not you, know, it's you know,
0: we're not, you know, we're not auditioning a pop star, but we are asking someone to fill a particular role. Everyone involved seemed, apart from myself, seemed to like The Apprentice. <laughs> and uh, so they had this idea that the doctor would find himself in a situation uh, where he was apparently auditioning companions, or, you know, how would he get dragged into that sort of situation and and what
8: sort of people would apply? Uh, And suddenly, you know, we kind of had something there.
0: We kind of worked out that the Doctor would never actually do that, so the clever thing that Alan Barnes and then Eddie Robson writing the script worked out was a conceit through which the uh, the Doctor could appear to be in that situation. It's not a gimmick,
8: it really isn't. I think it's, it's a great story to tell and I think that there are all sorts of lovely twists and turns in it. Uh, and I'm very, very pleased with that, actually. I think it's a, you know, it's a lovely, fresh, modern
2: way to start a season. Does anyone have a copy of the agenda for today? Don't you? Well, I'm a busy man. I have people to do those things for me. Paul John McGann, playing the Doctor. Again, a really good idea that, for those that know who Alan Sugar is, or for those who don't know who Alan Sugar is, he's this, um... Well, anyway, I don't need to explain who Alan Sugar is, do I? I enjoyed the sort of, you know, that other sort of side of him, the brusque, the the slightly hacked-off, impatient, professional... Uh, Of course, it's not an act, but, um, you know, that side of the Doctor. And quite rude, really. I enjoyed that. I like it most when he's not having to be cuddly and winning. But it's true, isn't it? No, he's, yes. You know, cos he's... uh, He can get hacked off with the best of them, I think. And I like that. That's just me. (laughs) Because I'm tired. Usually I have one or more companions.
3: Like assistants
2: I'm more like friends,
7: so what happened to the last one couldn 't they hack the pace?
2: My uh, last one is off on travels of her own, and she set the bar pretty high for you lot
0: The brilliant thing about directing Situation vacant was that uh, not to be you know too uh, sugary and lovely to Barnaby, but he did cast it excellently. You know, because these people had to be plausible as potential companions, they all had to be of a sort of certain level of personal charisma and skill, I suppose, as performers. And they really are. They've all got this brilliant ability to sort of turn on a sixpence in their performances, and to go from complete drama to complete comedy.
4: There was a brilliant bit, I think, where. where, James and uh, Nicky so Hugh and uh, Juliet have to open a door suddenly and there's an alien listening outside and they hit him on the, uh, they hit him on the head and they knock him out and then later then when they revive him uh, the alien says that he's put his back out and it's a really sort of you know it's quite a high tense moment and then uh, James who's playing Hugh, did this just fantastic sort of Oh, kind of sympathetic. Oh, <laughs> yes, and he just an sad. O in the yeah. script and that yeah. just
0: could have been anything. And he just did this But you brilliant. felt he was feeling the alien's pain. Yeah. Was that ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, put his back up. Doctor Who, Nevermore.
2: Ravens called this world Nevermore. Once they called it Corinth Minor, a little diamond in the rough, nestling amid the chaos of Cassiopeia. It was Corinth Minor's misfortune to become a playground for the rich and famous in a particularly nasty factional war. A rival general, however, detonated a bacteriological weapon in Corinth Minor's troposphere. Faced with an outbreak of a hitherto unknown flesh-eating plague in such a densely populated region, the galactic authorities sought the help of the Time Lords. I believe a few survived for a time. Two minutes, and not a moment more. (laughs) There are life signs in the reception.
4: Oh, humanoid!
6: There were sharp pains and sudden dizziness, and then profuse bleeding at the pores with dissolution.
5: Devastated the country. No pestilence had ever been so fatal, or so hideous. The
2: house is entirely self-contained, Berenice, the perfect prison.
6: My punishment was to contemplate my crime. Had my environment been impoverished, I might have found solace in railing against the indignity of my circumstances. That, I believe, was the theory. And your little friend is? Dr.
1: Berenice Ward. Funny. The thing is, I already
0: have a doctor. Doctor Who. Lucy Miller. Hello?
4: Doctor? Mm -hmm. It's me, Lucy. Lucy Miller. Hi. Hi, lightweight. What's the matter with you?
1: Getting too old to enjoy yourself? (laughs) Shut your face, Alex. I'm all right. It's just. I'm just.
6: Hey. Hey, you're not all right, are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just a bit. I'm just a bit.
2: Lucy.
6: Lucy, you're burning
2: off. Dear Lucy Miller, I know you've moved on. And so you should. I understand. But forgive a sentimental old-time Lord one last indulgence.
4: Oh, no. Whoa! There! Look! Take oh, cover! There! Quickly! What's
1: going on? You must accept the reality of your situation. You have been defeated.
4: This is HMS Dreadnought, to the fleet. Dive, dive, dive.
7: They tracked him down, stopped him coming to our rescue and killed him. The light from their guns as they fired was so bright, it hurt to look at it. And as he died, he turned and looked straight at me, straight at me, and he smiled.
4: Nothing like a good fight, is there? This is not a
6: fight!
2: This will be extermination! Friendly
0: fire, what a way to go! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Lucy Miller! And just time to tell you that there will be no Big Finish podcast next week. Yes, we're having a bit of a week off, but we'll be back the week after that with all sorts of stuff.